Welcome back to Maz Garage. I'm Crick. I'm Smokey. And I'm Kev. And on this episode, we'll be talking about the cost of convenience. For instance, what are some of the trade-offs that we've agreed to as a society that would make us shudder today or things that were too blown out of proportion? And are the trade-offs of the cost of convenience going to continue to grow or is it already too many to count? Or when does convenience become a hindrance? Let's explore these questions and more. So grab a log and join us by the fire. Uh, no thanks. Actually, can I go ahead and get double cheeseburger meal with onion rings and a Coke to drink, please? This, this is Maz, Maz Garage. Oh, no problem. I'll just take a Pepsi then. Is this guy serious? Um, hello? What, I mean, is there a problem? Dude, so, I don't have so I've got a double cheeseburger meal with onion rings instead of fries and Pepsi for the drink. Is he, Kev, why are you, why are you taking this guy's order? This is You're not the drive-thru. Oh, it's Wednesday. I'm not at the lounge, I'm at the podcast. Oh, my mistake. I'm at the wrong place. How do you guys utilize technology today to make your lives more convenient? What are some examples? How don't I? Literally. I've got my, <laughs> Literally. I've got my calendar. I've got Literally. My tutor for anything I want to learn. Even my like digital media, like music, like I, someone oh, was talking about yeah. this about classic music. Like you could hear your favorite song maybe twice or three times in your entire life, like because you had to go find that person playing it live back before it was recorded music. But now I can listen to it six times a day. If it's stuck yep. in my head, I can just play it on repeat, like six times. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I meant an hour. <laughs> I mean, some sometimes, but I, I honestly, I have to like. Since we're talking about like classical music, I really enjoy like listening to like original vinyl, you know, like listening to the records. And then it goes against convenience because like you said, you can just download it digitally and then bam, you've got that right there at your fingertips. But going through the process of like opening up the vinyl, like taking the, taking the record out, turning on the record player, like putting the record down, adjusting it correctly, however you have to, like, and then just hearing that natural sound. Like you can, it just, it, it has a different feeling to it. There's something to the method. Like uh, th people say the same thing about smoking cannabis. Like everybody that comes to the dispensary says the same thing. It's not about just smoking weed. It's, it's, it's the rolling of the joint, the gathering of the group, the session, the circle. It's, mm -hmm. it's the grinding of the, it's like this whole kind it's of what it means put behind it yeah right. like yeah exactly and so it's it's i get that it's the same thing with the records where it's just there's a little bit to playing it out a little bit more so you appreciate the experience that you're about to take on instead of do you just feel like quick ripping it. do you feel like the convenience has kind of killed it a little bit each time like you said you know the classical music you'd maybe hear your favorite song one or two times and then vinyl came out you could hear it you know, as long as you played with the vinyl and then cassette tape came out and then so on and so on. And now it's just, 
you know, you'd hear it every once in a while on the radio and then you could hear it on your cassette tape or then you had your CD so you didn't even have to rewind. Now you got your MP3. All you do is click the back button to restart it or just put it on repeat. It unhumbles you. That's yeah, where I burn through songs, where I've, I've listened to a song a bunch of times until I don't even want to ever hear that song again for months it, down the road. It does. And then <laughs> that's and that's when you're just like doing stuff and you're just like, I want to watch, I want to listen to this specific song right now. As opposed to, I just, I'm, I want to listen to this genre right now. Like I got to, I got to hear this specific song as opposed to hearing like a generality of like this type of music. And it could right. be a different artist that could give you a different song with a different message that actually hits you harder or hits you he more heavy than the, than the initial song that you wanted to listen to. Right. But you don't know because you just go right to that one song. It's like some, it's like people that like legitimate legitimately make like a workout playlist like I'd rather just like listen to like heavy metal music as like my workout music, but to each their own. Some people, they want to listen to specific songs because of the specific lyrics. And especially in working out, you want like those specific lyrics that are going to push you, that are going to motivate you. So, so yeah, that, I was huge with that back in the day. I made a lot of playlists. And now I feel like I don't make any. And it's, it's a hindrance because I spend more time looking for the song that I'm trying to listen to. Or skipping uh, through the flow. ones on a playlist that you're in. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where I'm now somebody who really makes like specialized playlists because it's like, and it's not even always the lyrics. It's the different like tones of the music, the different sounds and vibrations that it makes in my brain. And like, they make me feel a certain way. So if I can categorize that and put me on that, I can, I can make play a playlist that I've set to re-put my mind into the place that it was when I made that playlist. You know what I mean? So I can use that to, I can use that to better like program myself. That makes sense. Cause you can control what you're intaking and the way you intake it and how the flow flows together that way. Right. I know what that music does to me. I'm aware of what that music mm -hmm. makes me feel when I'm listening to it or what mood I am when I'm listening to it, what level I feel like, I'm at. And that's the specific reason that you put that music there in that, in, in the first, in, in the first place, like you want to listen to this specific. So it just, it really depends on the mindset that you're looking to achieve. And you couldn't do really that 10 years that. ago, 20 years ago. You had to switch CDs. Dude, think about, way, think about way back I feel like I was really guys, good with that with Did you guys have any CDs, Walkmans though, growing like up? Playlists on CDs. I always, oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot oh, yeah. about burning CDs. <laughs> I used to burn the crap out of CDs. I'd make playlists all the time, dude. That is my thing. And now I feel like I've shifted more to, I'm listening to a lot of other things. So they just end up in my like playlist. Mm -hmm. And now I'm trying to get back into my playlist making, but it's, I, I was dead set in my ways of what I like to listen to. And then once I started venturing out a little bit more, I realized like, other people do, you know, they feel the same way about their playlists that you do about yours. Some, some, mm -hmm. people, some people put the time and energy into it. And you would see that, like, sometimes at, like, parties and stuff, that, like, you're playing, you're playing, like, a playlist for the party, but then, like, your friend comes over and is like, hey, do you mind if I put my, my music on? It's like, I put the time and effort into establishing this, but I don't want to anger, I don't want to offend my guest. So, sure, absolutely, you can connect at this, whatever. And then you don't get the 
you don't get it back the rest of the night. It goes from yeah. them to another friend to another friend to another. They just control. Well, it can be because they the can music. throw it off too. Like you had a pattern, you had you a rhythm to your room. music, and yeah. then they they throw something completely abrasive that completely changes the room because they because that music does music affects a party. And you oh, can absolutely. If you've ever DJed for any party, even like at a party, like college party, house party, whatever, you notice that when you set oh, certain yeah, music, people react. So if someone comes there and switches all up because they want to put their favorite earbug that's stuck in their head right now on. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to change the whole thing. And it's just like, and that's, you got to be aware about yourself. It's like, does everybody, is this good for the mood of the room right now? Or is this just, and good that's where I, I like essentially where I'm at now, I vet it out and it's like, okay, well, what do you want to play? Okay. Well, like if I don't know what that is, like, what is that? Like, I, I want to know, I want to look around. I want to gauge the room to see if it would help or hurt the flow. If it's, if it is something that they want to listen to, that's going to hurt the flow. It's like, I don't know about right now. Maybe in like half an hour, not right now. Like right, when things calm right down now, a right bit. now we got a flow, but like you can play you're, your music in, in control like half music, an hour right? or so. Come back in a half an hour when you forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> and then like a, a handful of times, like I just I just let my buddy that like works as like an audio engineer essentially, and um, he just kind of handles the music. Like he like he brings the audio because he has like these awesome products that he's showing us and stuff. And then nice. like they just it just has really 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 nice quality. And then he'll just like he'll like he's really good at like gauging like what music is needed for the room. Like he was handling the music for my birthday party, and everyone seemed to really like it. Yeah, and we wouldn't have you, you like that's a new ability. Like that's something like I know, ah, dude. So fast. Like think about like Bluetooth portable speakers, and think about even just like five years ago. Like they're not near. They were not nearly as easy or as available a and dj you, wasn't go, even go, a job go 10 you, couldn't, years ago. you couldn't even be a dj like what well, you did that on the 20 on the years weekends, ago 30 years ago yeah like 20 well actually no i think DJ, i think about 30 DJs, years ago, DJs start like dj started around like the hip-hop uh, yeah they they, they right. went hand in hand right so that's what i want to say is like maybe even further though because i guess you're still a disc jockey if you're like switching out the record at a disco party you know what i mean I, it's still yeah. a dj yeah but still i don't know I mean, I it, it has is like that is a, that is one posi- one position that's evolved a lot over time. Yeah, yeah. Now you're making the music right there live as a DJ. Like maybe it's, is the price of software going down, so it's more easily accessible for people. You can get a beat maker on your phone for ten bucks. Yeah, you, you know can. Yeah. I mean, like you can get. But then, you, make, you can you, make music you, on your phone. You do talk yeah. to some like songs, people that albums, legitimately have movies. been DJing for a very long time. They do have like kind of like your friend like he they just they had like their own like audio equipment right that's that's a huge convenience right there is the phone i mean it's not just your it's an audio recorder video recorder calculator search google search this call people like in one thing in one device on your freaking lab computers yeah and it's like and they they happen to have the ability to make calls i dread using my computer at least i can be mobile with my phone same on tablet or fucking phone. Yep. You, remember, you remember back in the day, our first cell phones that. Yep. I played centipede on it. That's all I could do. And then oh, I could yeah, do phones and text. Yeah, dude. Like that was it. And I was happy. I was so happy to have that. Worm and pinball, I think, were my yeah. two games yep, that I pinball. had online. <laughs> 
the old track phone too like it didn't even have a plan oh, it was yeah. literally just like here's minutes in case of an emergency <laughs> literally <laughs> i remember when i had to buy an internet plan for my phone like i remember that first switch oh you, yeah the like, data like, plan mm-hmm, like, and you're just like dude now i gotta pen now, now i gotta spend an extra 30 a month for this stupid data plan yeah, and now you cannot like not. Have now you don't even have a choice. Yeah, but then again, not having you data. don't. Oh, I can't. I would kind of. I can't. I could, if I could listen to music, go on GPS and make calls and texts. That's all I need. Get get rid of the rest of the shit on my phone. I'm fine going to a computer for all that. But like, I'm all right going to a computer for that as well. But the thing is, you can't use GPS in real time. Like, like you would have to have the computer with you and like connected and. If it's not wireless, then there's the data phone doesn't, involved. Phone doesn't go off a of wireless for GPS, though, right? That's the antenna that it uses. But, use it still, but, it, it, still? but it still uses yeah. like GP, like and like anything that's not like. Well, I'm actually I'm trying trying to think like how, like like, how, like how you how you would put the music that. you can pre-download too. You don't need to have you, a service. that is that is yeah. true. And then I feel like you should be able to like play music that you download, but a lot of people just have these apps that hold their music because it's more. That's convenient. what a lot of people do with the maps. Too. I see what you're saying. Exactly. To load to load up like the geography, people download the maps. That's what they do. Right. You download yeah. the maps, but you can still get your GPS location as long as you overlay it on like an actual map. Mm-hmm. I remember that as a kid. It went from we always had an atlas in the car to figure out wherever we were going, and then MapQuest, where every time you were going somewhere, people would you'd print off those two pages of directions. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and then even, even back when I used to work as like, what, what I'm is sorry, the glove I'm, box? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you for anymore. <laughs> what was that? What's the glove box even used for anymore? They don't put gloves in it either. Who puts you guys? I've don't? never seen gloves in any of my friends' glove boxes. No, no you I guys don't notice. I put gloves in my glove box. Oh, there's like napkins, a pipe. I mean, I do have that stuff insurance. as well. But I like, I do insurance. have. I mean, I, I I legitimately do have like a pair of gloves in my glove box because, and especially for like working. And on it's your actually co- a glove box. Mine's not even. Well, a glove think box. think about like you're broken down on the side of the road <laughs> and you need to put on some gloves so you can work on your car. Well, that's in my that's in my toolbox. No, oh. but Pushing I have like a your car. Yeah, I don't yeah. have any gloves. That's I have like initially the glove, you know that. the glove box was made <laughs> so that you could put your driving gloves in it, and that's why it's convenient mm-hmm. that you can like reach and grab it. But what do you need to lock every, that for? Everyone has driving gloves. Used to be leather; those are expensive. Yeah, it's like back forty in, back fifty in, bucks back pair of gloves. Day. Well, and nowadays, like some cars come with a locked glove box and some don't like i think my equinox didn't have it my um josh's um jetta has it my subaru i believe does not have it i believe my impalas did not have it and i believe i think i think like i think trying to remember i think my buddy's ford actually has it so it's like there's no you don't know what's gonna guaranteed have it or not because it's so many people just don't care but one thing because a lock's a lock like a lock is great for if someone's in a glance trying to take something a lock's gonna keep them out but if someone really wants in there a lock's not keeping them out oh absolutely i guess at least with the glove box it does make it more concealed so like if you have a tablet or something you can put it in there 
be more of a deterrent for somebody to bust out the window. And if they true. had busted out the window, they'll probably be less likely to want to rip out the glove box because that's true. There are already a lot edge. of noise. Yeah, there are some. There, there are it. some yeah, vehicles that you true. can also lock your center console too. That's how mine is. I can do both, but mine's also oh, a Jeep. Nice. So if it's like if I have my top down, yeah, those aren't. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah you need to like even jeeps too i shouldn't say this but like even if you have your top up it's zipper windows and zip all the way around <laughs> it like oh i mean how secure are you really yeah it's just like locks a lot of that is just like if people really want in they're gonna find a way in you know what i mean so it's like i don't know i should be more care- i should care more <laughs> i really should <laughs> we should but, but that's why we carry insurance because if something happens we've got protection and if you need it that bad man like you, you know went, hey, you need it like, if i see someone like legitimately trying to steal my catalytic converter i'm gonna call the police that's different that's that's busting up your car but i'm still gonna respect your grit that like you tried but like you got to do it better next time because i caught you <laughs> I guess not saying that if I see them, not, not saying that if I see them stealing someone else's catalytic converter that I wouldn't call. Like if I just if I see someone trying to steal a catalytic converter, I'm gonna call. But at right, the same yeah. time, now that I and apparently you can get like up to upwards of like five and eight hundred dollars for those catalytic converters now. It's like it's, it's yeah yeah it's, well, it's more than just the platinum ring. It's, it, yeah, what is it? it? It's rodium. Rodium. rodium? Uh, okay. That's like twenty thousand dollars for an ounce. That's wild. Like that. wild. Stupid expensive. And think about how many cars are on inside or are that are on the roads at all times that have these catalytic yeah. converters. But that's still it's that's just like I don't know. Find a different means. I know I that's that's hey. more convenient than working, but the amount of effort that you have to put into popping off a catalytic converter and earning all that, like and not getting caught. That energy. Right, you can put that in so much something. more productive. You're obviously yeah, good. They don't tools. need to worry about getting caught, and then you take that out of the equation, unless that's your only incentive. Is like you like the thrill. Like obviously, you like if you can steal work. a catalytic converter, why don't you just work for a mechanic shop? Right, fix them, fix them instead of yeah, breaking. Learn them. how to fix yeah. them instead of stealing from them, and then you get like parts that people don't want. That, or if you really want to cut stuff that bad, go do like underwater cut blowtorch cutting <laughs> right if you need the now, thrill that is it, something right? from left field but hey I <laughs> no, mean, yeah whatever. that is a need and that is one there are way cool positive way doing with your time to entertain that and that's not right that energy but yeah. down the road it is because it's not gonna be convenient when you're in jail yeah you're stuck in prison you know what i mean it then all, you can't do any to, job yeah yeah no it's like those art maps right here's the one if you go to this school and do your welding here's the one if you do the <laughs> life of crime yep, yep. basically but the, but look at how look at how many high points there were <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right this is getting a little roller that's right. coaster riding that's where the situation comes in that for that a little bit though because i think for some people in certain situations it's more convenient to go to school and some people in certain situations it's more convenient to do crime they yeah. don't have access to the other it's about the means that or they don't know mm-hmm. how to access those things true or they yeah, they have the been, tools or they've yeah. been taught the opposite of doing those things there's no way you could do that there's exactly. no way exactly they've, to go to school. they've always been you're going to screw it up taught yeah. down to go to shit so that's yep. and then 
in their adult life, they're just like, well, I guess I'm just a piece of shit. That's what kind of pissed me off about felons because it's like in our society, if you get a felony, if you fuck up one time, you're stamped oh, for the rest of your life. Yeah. You can't, you can't that, get a normal like that, job that anywhere. Stuff does not. And your to only you. option is to commit crime because, well, not, it's not your only option. There's other options out there, but the easier option is to commit crime because it's the more feasible way to make money than making $8 an hour at McDonald's. I don't even know if McDonald's. 15 an hour now. Dang. Really? Everywhere? Yeah. National wow. when the when when the na- when the national minimum wage raises, that's the entire nation. I didn't even know that it all went up to fifteen. Yeah, dang, I'm behind. I, do you remember when it was six forty five for us? <laughs> I like, started it was six twenty five. I never thought I'd say that about people. Dude, right? When you guys started, it was six. Yeah. yeah. When I started, it was five ninety one. She's obese. Dude, and that's and that was working in Arby's at 16 years old. That's in our lifespan. They they realize that much that they've been screwing us over. And that's and that's the, <laughs> yeah. but, but the but here's the and, the, and this is how that's I knew eleven dollars. Like, like no, $9. I asked I asked some of our peers that had jobs at 16 and they were making the same hourly. That's Five, double five ninety one. That's double. That's that is what I started at. Because I had a job when I was sixteen too. You did. That's why. I, that's why I'm like. Mine was under like, the like, table, did, so I was making less than that. But it wasn't. <laughs> you also got different. paid tips. Do you remember how much? Right? You, you, you remember how much you were making at the something. grocery store? I want to say it might have been that five something. Because then I remember seeing this. I remember the sign switched. I remember seeing the sign on the door that said six. 25 or something yep like i think that. it went from 591 to 625 to 740 okay that's oh, that's wild like yes that's it's wild crazy that... to think that i've watched it change every year though yeah, yeah. right well it's also like, crazy to think right like now? the hour right now where we are i think you said 15 right well, the well min- right now before the... the switch oh it was like nine or eight it was something around that when i yeah, left. i think it was 980 Jesus, Pete. Right. So it just jumped up another like yeah five bucks. But think about but think about that. Raising the minimum wage, like people are really happy. I wonder how to get a raise this year. I am really happy about it. (laughs) Yeah, where's my? I don't want to (laughs) see our. I I don't want to see the cost of living, and the cost of like production per se. Oh, they go hand in hand. Rise man. just as that, and that's the thing. Like, I don't want to spend five dollars for a gallon of milk. I don't want to spend multiple dollars for fresh fruit. But that's where that money comes from, because in theory, that money to pay those people shouldn't come out of from the from charging more. It should come out of the profits of the people at the higher end who are making more than they need to do so. Yeah, that's where yeah. it shouldn't come. Well, out they don't of want the their bottom line to change. Right. So they're going to, but that's, you know, and but the thing is too, is that's more money in the economy because if you pay everybody more money, that's more money flowing around. That's more money you can collect too. So that's more money that you doing different services and doing different goods. Well, you have to work harder to collect that, right? Because it's worth less at that point. It is. Because everything uh, else costs more. This is true. You have to collect more of it. Yeah. That's true. It's like you're like a dog chasing your tail. Right. (laughs) Trying to get rich. But that's where it's, I feel like they've been stifling it for so long that we're on a far on. We're way behind on the catch-up, you know what I mean? We are, but what does catching up do at this point then, right? Like, what is 
what does pumping that much more money into the economy do? What's staying stagnant do? It, it just depreciates the dollar. And you know what? What's not doing that, something do? Uh, that's what I'm saying. And the fact, what, and, and what's the, fact the, the right ma- idea? The fa- and the fact is, every single day, I don't think there is a right idea. Currency, right. currency leaves rotation, and new currency enters. So that's how it works. Essentially, we already are printing more money per se, but we're only allowing in what's going out. So we're not like creating. We create in multiple other ways, but it's not yeah. like we're like we're not just because because the, then that's what that that's what would happen if we were to, if like the national debt and then we were to just say, well, we're just going to print $5 trillion to square up the national debt. If that's, if it's even at 5 trillion, it's probably higher now, but, um, forgot where I was going with this. If we did that, we only have so much, we only have so much money in the rotation at once and that's but that's why that's why the importance of finding the other outlets for making and holding currency has become so important because they've realized that the population is going to continue to grow and currency is limited yeah even currency as a concept itself came from convenience like it it came from like it Currency hasn't always been a thing. It's something that we created to help better exchange like goods and services. To make way back in the fair, way right? back in the day, they traded goods exactly. So maybe we should relook at the you know like maybe that's another third option that we should look at. It's just the bartering system as as a whole, like the, the cash, Which, cash as a whole, like to its, its degree, it is still there. In in a sense, but even that, like it's hard for the government. The government like stops it because they don't make money off of it. They don't when you do no. a job for somebody else, they don't always see that and they don't make money off of it. A lot of those trades and stuff they don't make money off and they can't capitalize on it. So that's why they don't like a lot of those different barter system aspects because it's hard well, to do that. That's tax where it makes you wonder system. what was the point of currency in the first place then, right? Was it for the people who didn't produce so that they could get their fair share? Right. I mean, you, you do have a little bit of that because you have people in our society who being developed as we are, we decide to take care of because they don't have the means to take care of themselves. And that's something you have to take account for. And that's a little bit where that cash goes. It's because, okay, we can give them something to take care of themselves, even though they don't have the means to work for it themselves. But we're also getting into an age too, where we might be able to find different opportunities to give them work and give them like place and purpose to do more things like that as well like there's different organizations there's different jobs that come up you know nobody should ever have nothing to do right right there's that's, always something that you can absolutely be doing. It makes you feel better as a not. person yeah. nowadays there are so many opportunities and so many avenues that it is overwhelming at a point but no one truly doesn't have anything to do Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And if you are at that point where you're just sitting at home and not doing anything and that's bothering you, figure out what you should be doing. But somebody write, might write a list down, get involved in your community. Help you. Like those people who I'm talking about the people who 
maybe have something like a disability or things like that that stops oh, them yeah. and they don't even know an avenue that they can take. Now that's it, different. If but, we've but if there's a saying, if though. there's a disability, but in our society, we can find paths for them. We can find a place for them. We can find different jobs that work with what they yeah, need. there's somewhere you know, for everybody, right? Better yes. problem solving, better understanding of your situation. And new Just avenues like, oh, are being thought of, and especially with how <laughs> much of a virtual world things mm -hmm. have become that people that before, like, the disability was they couldn't go to work. Well, now they can just work from home. Right. Right. You can only work for a certain amount of time because like something starts to give out on you. Well, cool. Work from home. Take those two hours off. Rest, relax, come back at it. Mm -hmm. This is the project I need you to get done. You have all week to get it done. You know what I mean? So it's like it's being more understanding of people as humans. And then you can make places for them in society instead of this workhorse in society where we make everybody go on full steam until they're burned out. Numbers, 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 numbers. Deteriorated and old. A lot of the workforce moving to a hybrid work from home and work in office schedule is going to be a good thing for the economy. Do you think gonna, a lot of people will actually do that though? I hope they do because you give the, you give the employee the freedom to work from home and then you still give them the respect that they give to your to the position and the company to come into office. And so you have more you have a balance. You're not just at home all time, all the time where you're quote unquote a scrub, and you're not in the office all the time where they're breathing down your neck, per se. Right. So I am really excited for that, and I'm <clears throat> I am. I embrace like what that will bring, especially with the different industries and stuff that I've worked in and like the different jobs that I've done that if I could have had like a hybrid work from home, like how more successful, like my, like my migraine issues, which I'm learning new medications and uh, more on that later. But um, like all the different health issues, allergy issues, like anything that like takes you out of the office, like you can just do the job from home, go home, medicine up take care of business take some care of people, business and get back in the queue some people will find like i don't think that like what COVID's taught me it's not everybody people is going to bite on that because some people use work as an escape they're going to try to still go to work and as much to, as possible to get out of the house to each their like, own i actually I have, I have some i have a friend that said the same oh, thing and that's where the hybrid would be cool right? exactly you know, the back where end it's, for it it's it's not you're always at, at work and you're not always at home so you have the freedom out. to decide like what you do at home and what you need to, what you, what you can, what you need to do at work. Right. And even if it is where I've got to be at the shop so many hours during the week, fine. As long as, you know, I still get to pick those hours and go in. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Right. You're actually, doing I take care of business here. I cannot tell you how many times a day at the shop I will get extra stuff thrown at me. Or I'll be in the flow of something and somebody will come in to interrupt me just to talk, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Which is fine. But it's always on the days where I've got this thing that needs to get done today. I've been waiting on everybody else. Yep. Now all of it a always sudden, I've got just, it always just to get it happens to be a time that's inconvenient to you, but then it's convenient to them because they're just looking to procrastinate on what they need to do. Yeah, get away that's, from what they need. They're brave. 
that's where they find that when they gave, switch people to four day work weeks, they're actually were more productive because you for one had decompression yeah. and rework time. And then you only had four days there to get all your shit done. So there was yeah. no diddle dallying around. There was no yeah. like kick in the bucket. You literally had to get your shit done. And it's and like, you, but, but, but to its point, you were there two extra hours of the day than you were on an eight hour day. So well, some of you are have, going to four hour day, 32, like just four, eight hour days four ten, or not even the four tens. Like, see now I totally, I totally if you're not working if you're not working the full 40 like it just depends on what the hourly that you're making but but that's what they're saying working, more of a, if you're not working the full 40 you're just you're cheating yourself out of that op your salary at that point okay well then it's a trade-off if you're salaried yeah. then your wage is guaranteed per se as long as you're hitting the goals that you need to hit yeah right. but even if you were hourly it's it's not you're just throwing away money you're buying back eight hours of lifetime that's true that's, a, that's, that's a whole are, other day. Own jobs that's your a whole other you day. are your side gig but like if you're hourly and you're only working 32 where you could be working 40 then you're shorting yourself of that eight you are but you're increasing yourself of your eight hours of freedom it depends right? on what you're using that time for if you know who you are if cause... you're if you're if you're only working 32 hours because you work another job that pays more than what you would be making at your other job, then you got to do what you got to do. Or even less. And you just don't want the the same job every single day. Like I'm someone who gets bored. I don't want to do the that same too. thing all the time. Like I, I have four jobs. I really, I've looked at the, I'm doing four jobs at once right now. And it's like, it keeps me, it keeps my attention, but no, none of them I do full time. Like I do the, the most I do is 30, 32 to 36 of the dispensary. But I don't want any more. They've offered me more hours. And I said, no, I want four days a week. And I want like 36, max 32. You know, I have time to do stuff for myself. And it's like, even at that, I'm still not doing stuff that I want to do, like drawing and painting and like more personal stuff that's for me. You know, that's just as important to me. Right. And it's, it's all about dividing your time. It's your time. It's what's important to you. How do you want to spend your time? Right. You know, and everybody's and got the thing where you, you just, are. You have your priorities. You have yep. your responsibilities. Yep. Make sure the responsibilities are taken care of. So that way you can take care of your priorities and mm-hmm. then find out where you want to diversify the rest. Otherwise, yeah. your responsibilities become a strong inconvenience and a heavy burden. Yes. Real quick. Yeah. Merc- merciless. They just build up and pile up. Mm-hmm. They do. Thank you, Wisconsin. You guys think convenience comes out of necessity? Or do you think inventions come out of necessity? Inventions definitely come out of necessity. Necessity for that it needs to be or necessity for convenience? I feel like necessity and convenience are slightly different, you know, because like convenience can be, you don't need it. Necessity is you need it to survive. The same at the same time. Do we always need it to survive? Because you you do have some some people that just want to have necessity to function. Like I'll use myself so it can function faster or more efficiently. I'll use myself as an example and my living room and my smart light system. 
like literally having smart switches that are connected to my Alexa so that I can come into the living room, like as I'm coming into the house. And it's because I don't have a light switch that controls any of the lights in my living room. So Alexa, turn on the lights. And she turns on my table lamp, my window lamp, and my corner lamp all simultaneously by my voice. A lot of these older houses, you know, they didn't have light switches. It was all powered by outlets. Right. I remember watching like the Looney Tunes episodes and stuff about, I think it was Looney Tunes or whatever, where they did like the house of the future. Like I remember them talking about that stuff back in the day and where it's going to go, like the automatic kitchen cooker, the automatic Mm -hmm. this. And it's like, they like that was a dream. And people loved those episodes because it was convenient. It was literally all that episode was. Yeah. Well, it was not a necessity per se. It was like, what I noticed from that episode, it was all the shit. It was the daily meet, like tasks that people don't enjoy doing, but you have to do every day. Yes. And it just and made them easier. It was. Yeah, it, it was easier all and more those. convenient. It was still getting done. The tasks were still getting done. It's just you didn't have to do it. It was done for you. Mm-hmm. So so that's, that's, I feel like, a lot of the mindset of technology and stuff and the way it's going now. But that's all coming out of convenience. I feel like convenience spurs a lot of creativeness these days. Yeah. It, it certainly has. And especially you hear, you see some people, some, some of the ways that people have like outfitted their house that like you, like a, a fully, um, what's the, what's the phrase? A, uh, a fully, fully furnished, no, not, fu- not fully furnished, fully like when, like when they're like, when you're growing your food as well as like the sustainable, yeah, a fully sustainable home that you have literally everything that you grow your own food, you grow your own fruits, vegetables, you have these plow, these flowers that provide for this. You have a rainwater system that gives you your water you, and you, and you compost. So you reuse ev- and you re and like, it just, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a full itself. working system. And if more, if more homes were to do more of a fully sustainable, um, set up as a goal it would actually be better for the economy because then you would you wouldn't like well i guess i shouldn't say it would be better for the economy it probably wouldn't be as good because then you don't have people that are going out and shopping all the time if they're growing it them themselves they're still shopping for each other even if you're growing yes that's the thing like you're trading fruits and vegetables you're and that's kind of person can grow that better over there like Mm -hmm. that's kind of like what farmers markets and stuff of that nature already is right now but I, I, but that's just a, on a, larger a little scale. more limit to entry. Yeah, like there's a little more limit to entry instead of an automated system that's built in. Hey, here's your plot for growing crops. Here's your plot for, you know, herbs and different things like that. Like Yeah, like each house, you know which house is the crop house. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got the best squash in the neighborhood. Like, got to go to Earl's. Part. Earl, he does, he does some, he, he puts some magical filament Petunia. on his squash. It's, Petunia it literally will make you think about murdering your ex-wife. I do. I'll show her. That just, that makes me think of like the whole conversation. We think of smart house though. The old like Disney movie. Mm. Yeah. It, it brings into question with that. Cause it's the same thing with Alexa and big, people's biggest issue with that is it's like, at what point is a computer having full control over your house? the best thing you know what i mean like any little glitch any little bug like because we're you know we're the test subject for all these companies and all this other stuff like yeah per se. they're gonna test us out we're the trial market. yeah 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 so it's like 
I don't know. I see it going a similar way. What do you guys think about the rise of the elect of the um <clears throat> of the digital doorbell? Digital doorbell. I just got positive. Digital lock. The ring. Yeah, like Ring or like those other companies that like you have the doorbell on the outside of the house and then the people the people hit the button. You have the doorbell that rings inside. It also rings to your phone. So you can literally and so like and it notifies people on a lot of you can you can like talk through intercom. You can also see live camera of like what's outside of your house. So like my friend or my coworker that like a lot like a lot of my and then my friend that lives on his own, like they see that additional doorbell as an additional form of security. Because that's something mm-hmm. that they can access at any time that if they get a notification that, that there's a person at the front of your door that you didn't expect, you can go to real time and you can see who is at your door. Yep. And six out of 10 times, it's a spider, but you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> that's good, but that, that's also hackable because you can use that false sense of security to dress up like someone they trust too. You know what I mean? So it's like you see that they have one of those, you go ring it dressed up like a cop or dressed up like a UPS driver. And it's like, I don't know. I guess well, you not only that situation too, but. But I've heard a lot of people will say, well, if they're talking to me through this intercom, they must not be home. So I'm going to go in anyway. Oh, I didn't even think about it that way. But then a lot of the times these people have like alarms set up that they're hotwired directly to like the first responder. Yeah. If they're doing that's it true. right, right? If I feel they're like doing a lot it right. of people just buy the doorbell and that's supposed to be the security. <laughs> okay. Some well, people just put the sign in the yard and don't even get the security system. Right? <laughs> that's good enough. Everybody's got their own little system that they want to and then, and then rule of thumb, like you buy a security system, you want to go online and you want to get stickers of a different security system and put those on your window. Ooh, so that way when people see the stickers on your window and they're like, oh, this person has a Simply Safe system. But then you actually have like the Comcast, Verizon, or whatever system. Right. That's a good move. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Switch. Like at at first, at first, like for our security system, like we had like our like the like he had like the security system window stickers on it. But then a friend of us, rec- a friend of ours, recommended that, and then like another friend of ours recommended, and a- after that, two in a row, Blake was like, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta do this." See, that's like even a great from we had because like in our day, like that was a dog, you know what I mean? Like that whole security a system. A lot like, of the time, sign, your point, yeah. or a sign that there's a, a dog. lot of people still. Or the owner has a gun. Yeah. So I mean, yes, you are gonna have de- well, to, each, out to each their own. To well, each their own. I mean, it depends on like if you're in dog. like a highly urban area. No longer like yeah, your store. dog is going to make an alarm, but just because your dog's barking isn't going to stop that thief from breaking into your backyard. Depending the dog, certain dogs, you know what I mean. If that dog is aggressive enough, unless I mean, unless he could shoot it, I guess. Depends. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on how quick the dog gets to jump on him. Right. That's also true. I'll deliver pizzas to these places and like, like knowing the person, because we do have a lot of regulars, but like knowing the type of dog that they have. And I'm just like, yeah, like that's definitely that person's dog. Yeah. Like you can tell. (laughs) Or they match. (laughs) (laughs) They're called, there's a name for that. It's called like a snouser or something like there's like where it's like a perfect one. There's a a name for that. 
when the person matches the dog. Mm-hmm. Like look and there attitude. Is, there and is there is a name. There is a name, and I am about to find it. That's what I want. I want that's the dog I want to find too. I want to find a reflection of myself. <laughs> Just a big, gumpy, troublesome <laughs> dog that needs a little direction. It's like I got you, bud. <laughs> A good one. That'd be a funny looking picture. <laughs> you picture in my my twin dog. Yeah, I am. <laughs> That'd be a big boy too. I think that about it the other day about like, but I've seen. I know some like smaller people, but it's like to have a bigger dog. Like you got to be good at training, and like that shows something about like your character is like dot like your ability to train and be dominating to like something like that. And not even just like a mean way, but it's like, that's a big creature that's listening to your commands. You know what I mean? And it's like, could overpower you, could eat you. Do you it, feel it, like de- it depends on, it depends on the person. The dog, it like- depends on the animal. Like yeah. I've, I have so many of my friends that have different pets and some of them have them trained really well. And some of them, not so much. Yeah, I guess I, I, that's true. I know people who have smaller dogs who the dog thinks that they're the dominant one in the relationship oh, yeah. because they haven't taught it. dogs are supposedly a lot smarter than bigger dogs. Really? But I don't know. Chatter is the first dog I've ever had that I can walk around the fence, outside of the fence with him. Really? And he'll stick okay. right by me or he'll nice. stick around. He knows where he's allowed to go. And that's where they fall into the pack too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's like you, you need that higher, that pecking order, that like understanding between you two is like, Hey, I'm watching out for your well-being. I'm here to take care of you. So you need to listen to me. You need to stick around and do like, and that's where they'll watch you. They're watching you constantly to see what you do, to see how to react to a situation. You know what I mean? That's like, true. They are watching you. You're their one. I wish the little reference. people would, would understand that more. <laughs> we just got to train them. Yeah. I wish they would listen as good as the dog does. Problem problem is, but the, they do the, do the watching thing. Yeah, well, yeah, they do. And the problem is, the little people also have the ability of having that convenience at their fingertips that it gives a sense of entitlement. Uh, depending on the parents, I would say my kids have limited access to these things. Regulated time but schedules. Also, because I'm they have limited parent, access, but... they hold them as a priority. Um, yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. true there is a balance Ooh, that's that with real true. because yeah if you take it or hide anything away it makes them seek it more that's true that's 100 percent right so you have to think about think about have. ways to incorporate mm-hmm. what they want with the devices but then like the stuff that still gives them the motor skills like you taking them fishing and stuff and doing stuff like that yeah 100 percent. and that's where that the the non-technology time is usually taken up doing activities it's not just no you can't have that because right that's where it's dangerous with technology a little bit too is because like uh i was watching an episode of taskmaster and there was like it was hey like keep this toddler entertained whoever can keep the toddler entertained for the longest amount of time wins and so they had to come make toys do all this other stuff like that and they're doing all right and then one of the girls who was a mom, they're like, oh, you're going to do great at this. She gave the kid a tablet and had a video of her like doing something on the tablet. And the kid was just full attention. Yeah. Yep. Locked in. I've seen people do this. It's crazy. And it's easy. It's easy just to give them a tablet and it's convenient and they'll shut up and they'll pay attention. And it's like, 
it's not always the best issue solution <laughs> right it's, depending isn't on that technically tablet. brainwashing isn't that what you see in movies when people brainwash people they've got them strapped to this dark yeah, room with a bunch right. of tv screens and a bunch of stuff just flashes on them well it's programmed I mean, when they're older too whenever you're whenever stuff's going on and you can't handle the situation at hand just go watch tv yep you know what i mean when you can't go watch tv go yep. skate and it's like you're training and even that. even now i still use t- i still I use like... watching tv as my escape same same and that's I never thought that's, of a, like that's, that. a, that's a that's a habit that's tough to break it is and that was like me and my brother fought all the time but we didn't fight when we were playing video games together and we didn't fight when we were watching tv because we were too busy and distracted so it's just yeah. like it was more convenient you know most of the times that me and my little brother were fighting over video games was when we wanted to play a one player game and not both of us could play and one oh, of us wanted to take our in my house they wouldn't even buy those in my house no one player games <laughs> apparently yeah. that lesson quick literally the first two games that we got for our nintendo 64 were super mario Kart, were super mario 64 and the legend of zelda two one player oh, games, players games. Oh. Oh, two hard. great one-player games. Right. Two great one-player games right. if you're an only child. Yeah. Not if you have a sibling. See, mine was like Sonic. And two but see, back in, back in those <laughs> I would have probably though, respected it more if, it, if we started control. out having a multiplayer game. Like, we, eventually, we got some multiplayer games. But it took us a while to get some multiplayer games. And we probably would have respected it a little bit more if we started by having those multiplayer games. Because then it could be like, this is my turn. I'm going to play this game during this time. And then this is your turn. You're going to play your, this game during this it was time. Introduced and then we're going to have times that we want to play a game together. Right. That's how you learn how to share. You know, a little bit, though, too. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you learned how to share. <laughs> you were supposed to learn how to share. At the end of the day, oh, I it, became the, it became the oh, right. uh, became the older brother learning how to, or trying to figure out how to be the alpha over the younger brother, <laughs> and then the yeah. younger brother de- rebelling back against the older brother and not allowing them to dominate them as the alpha. A tale as old as time. Yep. A tale as old as time. Man. And and honestly, like brothers have always just had that complex on each other like brothers are always naturally competitive and brothers are always just like always feel like they have like a little bit more like a fe- they, they always got have something like, to prove right? sibling rivalry you know what i mean yeah. it's like th- they even have that in animals where look it's to the death it's like I'm going to lose nutrients if I don't kill you. (laughs) So you're going to get my food. So we're going to figure this out. And there's (laughs) pandas have that where pandas have twins. It's very common in panda genetics to have twins, but they almost never like literally one of them dies. Like every time one of them dies because it's just survival of the fittest for it. And then, yeah, the one that lived was the stronger of the stronger of the two. That is just, that is just wild. Because then you also, because you think about people, you think about like a couple having children and then pitting the children against each other and then sending the, sending the loser, either the, either they die or they send them for adoption. (laughs) Billy, you colored outside the lines one too many times. (laughs) Adam wins it. So messed up. I'd be so messed up. But that would be the epitome of the 
parents just controlling their children by their convenience. Yeah. For what's because they want their children to be what they envision, not what the mm. child envisions. The that's child even, doesn't know any better. That's even what life's doing. Life and nature is picking what's convenient for it. You know what I mean? That's where we, we pick and choose who dies now because we say, oh, it's not just what's convenient for nature, what's the most strong surviving. It's like, no, we see more potential than your ability to find food and your ability to reproduce. We want up nature. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'll show you what's convenient. It, it, it has gotten a lot further than hunter-gatherer. Yeah. But even that on its own, like major, a lot of positions have just grown out of convenience. I mean, think about the rise of the think think about the rise of like the food delivery, like with this whole yeah. with this whole pandemic, and like DoorDash, Uber Eats were were things prior to the pandemic. They were there, but then the pandemic hit and they exploded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where everything's going to have some form of delivery done. But that, even that, like you said, we were hunter-gatherers at one point. The fact that you don't even know where your food came from anymore. You don't even know, like, Half some people don't know what the full animals or, like, what, like, they don't know any of the plants or cleaning it or anything else like that. It's like most people don't have a connection with where their food mm-hmm. came from, and that's a, that's a huge convenience. You don't, even have to, you don't even have to see it die. You don't even have to hear about any of that aspect or even think about it for the most of the time that, that you're eating something that is dead you know what i mean because like even just thinking about like how easy it was for me to get this grilled chicken like back in the day i would have had to kill that chicken myself i would have had to cut off its head i would have had to pluck the feathers i would have had to boil the per or fry or whatever they did back in the day and then i'd have to like cut the pieces off like debone it and then like grill it up as like a potty or whatever. And, the whole and now yourself. if there's too many people standing in front of the case at the grocery store, I'm going to go find something else to eat. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? And it's like, that's too much work at that point. <laughs> excuse me. Pardon like... me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Ah, yeah. last one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're all waiting here for. <laughs> that's where I feel like you have to be careful with that is because like, when with too much convenience you can lose that humbleness you can lose like that appreciation oh, for the things that you have real fast and, and you start don't pay you don't pay attention to all the things that these companies were supposed to trust start seeking in there you know it's like what you were talking about with the alexa earlier and stuff like that is where the test subjects Yep. Mm-hmm. your phone too you need to have it you have to have the cellular data you have to have all that other stuff but it's listening to you. It's tracking your information. It's doing ad targeting based like straight for what you're talking about to better sell to you and to better manipulate your mind. And you're paying. And it does a it. pretty damn good job. You're paying them to do it. Literally. <laughs> That's just your cell phone. Imagine what's in that chicken you buy at the store. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you know half the things that go These into the These days, everything is just loaded with preservatives. That's and where like. What are preservatives? Someone said this the other day about different like, elements and different getting, ingredients. All right. And what do those do to us? <laughs> right. Or with all the big terms that we don't know. And that's where someone says cancer. Like, they were talking about, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to get the vaccine because their governments could be putting stuff in it to do all this stuff. And I'm like, they have so many opportunities in trying to give you a vaccine to put right. shit into you that you don't pay attention yeah, to. Yeah, literally. Like, like, it's just, it's like, that doesn't. Ugh, like there's so much other shit that you take constantly that they could be drugging you where you're just like in your water to, in your everything yeah, like, all they have to do oh, is make an agreement with mcdonald's and that's the reason why um, mcdonald's coke tastes so much better than all the other coke 
in reality, it's because McDonald's has been around for so long and they're grandfathered that they have the original Coke recipe. With cocaine in it. I don't know if it actually has cocaine in it, but I would believe. It's got a substitute, <laughs> something. Right. But the Coke that you get at McDonald's <laughs> is different than the Coke that you can get at grocery stores. It is. It tastes 100% different well, that's than the Coke fountain. you get anywhere else. And that's better. the fountain pops. I love because... McDonald's Coke over any other Coke. Some people are torn on that. Some people like bottled. Some people like I'm a fountain drink person myself too. I just think it tastes better like that. Like we've recently we, we've recently been getting um 24 packs of the um of the glass bottled of uh I need to stop playing with this before it explodes again. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> uh, 24 packs of the glass bottles of the uh, Coca Cola. And uh, but they're actually bottled in Mexico, so they're Mexico. Okay. So they have actual oh, nice. like sugar cane sugar. Nice. It's different than like the Americanized that it's like iodized sugar and stuff like that, or right. not iodized, not iodized, but like the synthetic sugar. Yeah. Fake sugars. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but so it does taste a lot better. I do. I do enjoy that. And even that, like, that's going to a super store made on convenience. <laughs> Yeah, even right. the bottling system. Like, if you, if there wasn't bottles, you would have to. You could only way you could get a soda is by going to a place that brews soda. It'd be like a mm-hmm. brewery. You know what I mean? Like that's the only way we'd ever be able to taste soda if we didn't have bottles and if we didn't have preservatives. If and we that's the way have, that like, they did it in the fifties. They went to the yeah, diners that sold shop. this soda pop. Yeah. Because it was so damn expensive to buy on their own. Uh huh. And now you have a soda stream that you can get in your house and you can make whatever kind of concoction into a soda Literally. you want, whatever day of the week. Literally. You know? convenience yeah. everything is so convenient at our fingertips <laughs> and i think it's 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 definitely had its positives it's got negatives that are implied as well in terms of people just like you said losing that humbleness where it's like if i can't have it now then i don't care it, that is the now mentality is huge and what are you doing with that save time too? It's like, it's great. You're using all this stuff for convenience to save time. But if you're just wasting that time, then why even save it in the first place? Right. right. Like do something of value with the convenience. Like that's what it was made for. It's it was great made to out save the time. What are you going to do with it? You can't mm-hmm. save time, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't get to put it in a little piggy bank, you can pull it out later when you want to use it. Make life more convenient for other people. Do the same <laughs> yeah. thing that someone did for you by making your life more convenient. And that's now actually that like others. looking at like the be- like the better interests of others aside from yourself, and like doing things that impacts the the grander scale, and making it more convenient for the masses as opposed to just yourself. Like making your own rainwater system in your home, but then making a YouTube video of how you did it. So the masses can do the same thing. Each one teach one. You know what I mean? It's just the simple concept. And it's just like, that's how I learned most of my shit. I'm like, this would be cool. I wonder how to do this. I bet someone's done this before. Mm -hmm. Boom. And that's my first step to anything that I start to do new. You know, it's convenient. That's where YouTube's convenient. The tools are there. It's just utilizing them for the right means. Yeah. Nowadays. Or knowing how to utilize it. How you want to utilize it. Think about something that we used to have to, that we used to cringe over, which we kind of still do, but like fixing your car. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're making it. You used to have to consult the Haynes manual, which was a book of how you fix your car. When nowadays you just pull that shit up on your phone. But even that, though, they're on purpose making it inconvenient. Like car companies are now making it inconvenient because of that, so that you're forcing you to go to mechanics to get their stuff fixed. You used to be able to change your oil like nothing, and now it's hitting up in the center of your like freaking engine where you have to dismantle half your engine just to get to your mm-hmm. oil. And it's like that's that's or you a could, step back or, or, in you, or you could use a suck pump. Or you could use a suck pump, but I don't own a suck pump, and I don't want to go buy a suck pump because I have to go to. Oh, a, they're nice. I'd have <laughs> to go to. Too, an oil let me together. tell you. But if, I, if you just put the oil cup thing in the right thing, all I need to do is undo it with my hands, let it drain out into a bucket, and then change out my oil. You're putting mm-hmm. another step for me to have to buy something more, like a whole pump system. That's understanding convenience well, and going well, against essentially it on the, purpose. Essentially, right. the sock pump just makes it so that you don't have to like jack up your car and put an oil pan underneath. Because it right, just sucks it up. Right, you still have to buy the sock pump. Oh, That's yeah. what I'm saying. You still yes, have to but it but is you a tool to that, that allows you to do stuff, things right? that if you don't have that ability, if you don't have the if you don't have the carpet or if you don't have like a jack, I guess you still need a jack. Or the so jack I guess it does eliminate the can... jack and jacking up the car. Yeah. So I guess that you would need to own a good jack system, which most people do use inefficient single jacks to do oil have, changes, which is, dangerous. we have, we have a handful a of pairs of jacks, but like it was, it was like, I think, they're, I think, jack it up. I think they're all Josh's. Yeah. I think now that I think about it, and he has like two really, really freaking strong ones, two strong enough ones, and then I think like one was broken. So I think he only has two now that I think about it. But and I think he got the really freaking strong ones because he just wanted something that gives him that extra freedom than the strong ones. I think the strong ones go to like 3,000 and the really freaking strong ones go to like 7,500. Well, I mean, you're putting your life at risk going under there. So the more security, the better. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it can hold that much weight, if it gets tipped or knocked, depending on the system of the setup, like it's super dangerous. So it's like, yeah. it doesn't matter how much know. weight it can hold as it goes tipping over, right? Exactly. It still falls at 9.8 meters per second and 9.8 meters hits you a lot faster than you think. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's where, yeah, that is a more convenient system to take the danger out of there. I just want to see it this way. I used to, that's where it's too, is you got to be able to change with the convenience too, because like there is a lot of things mm-hmm. that we fight as like, it's trying to make our lives more convenient. And if we were to embrace it, it could make our lives easier and work along with us. But I'm going to grunt and moan and I'm going to drag my teeth the whole way. Like, and to each their own. You, yeah. you got you to do what you got to do. Right. We all have our at principles. Same, and at the same uh, time, you've got some people that are in living situations, like some people that are in living situations where they don't have all the, they don't have the abilities to have all the means because they've only got limited space that they rent per se. Yeah. So like think about people living in an apartment building or like a condo building or just like a rental property that they don't have like a water spout outside. They don't have like storage facilities. They just have like their allotted space in the building to store their stuff. Right. So but I feel like if you want to do something bad enough, you'll make it happen. Right. I know a guy who owns a tiny little apartment, like, or he rents one 
and he does, he owns like three 3D printers, and it's him and his nice. wife living in this place. <laughs> nice. Hey, I mean, a, a, a tiny a tiny apartment will fit three 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 free three three D printers. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> depending on what you're making you might be able to pay the rent with those three 3d printers right yeah it's how bad you want it like like you said like there's another dude who set up a whole like shop with a cnc and like everything in his garage because he wanted to do it all at home a laser cutter like all of that and it's because i'm gonna make it happen he didn't want to go to the shop he didn't want to go to you so he wanted to do it while he was at home you know what i mean it's and because covid so he's safer so right i think he's been doing this for a while but yeah like that home at home workshop you know what i mean like that's a convenience that's that's my american dream yeah same well your home has it workshop it almost does it's getting there yeah that's that's even a convenience right there is to be able to make something yourself instead of buying it you know it is or fixing it but that's is that a convenience or is that that's a skill right but it's a skill that makes it more convenient. It could be seen as both because it's a convenient skill. To each their own, <laughs> some things you might not necessarily be able to fix all yourself. So yeah. you gotta go to a shop to get the parts that you need, but, but you know how to do it. Yes, that right. you know how to the general understanding. You can diagnose problems. Mm-hmm. And you're, I mean, you're doing more work at the hand and you're just, instead of paying somebody else, but even paying somebody else, you're doing work to pay somebody. You know what I mean? You're still putting your hours that you put in a day to pay that person to do that job. Right. And especially so it's, it's like, like a local place, you know, they're doing the same thing you're doing. Right. They're Sometimes they're still looking it up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like once you learn that, you're much more willing to do stuff yourself because when you realize that most of the texts and stuff that you hire are just back there looking at a tutorial, you're like... Uh, give it a go yeah <laughs> it makes you think <laughs> they're comfortable enough i saw that video i should have done it yep i should have gave it a go. <laughs> you hear the same guy I'm the even- same <laughs> dude watch this next part <laughs> <laughs> like that it's like that episode of family guy where i think brian uh, stewie and brian were like doing some venture and stewie was like trying to learn how to do something so he watches a youtube video and the guy's just like, hey, guys, I'm Corey. So this is going to be the video on how to do this. Here's a link to another video that has absolutely nothing to do with this video, but I made it. So if you want to check it out. And then it goes to Stewie, and Stewie's, like, dressed at that. Or it was, like, how to play the tuba or something like that. So he has a tuba. He's like, or no, how to play violin. Or it was one of the two. But uh, and he's like, Brian, it's going to be a while. <laughs> is that is that those are my favorite things though those those deep holes give me such a sense of we can are in an age where we can literally do anything we want the convenience to be an astrophysicist is as simple as going to youtube and studying some stuff and then putting it into practice and looking at stars or going to your local library that's always been convenient though right doing this podcast that is like we just we figured out we could do it because we've seen other people do it and we have a lot of apps and different things that made it convenient enough to start ourselves and that goes never into another thing i wrote like down convenient mistakes you know yes so many mistakes yes. that have added up to turn into something like making a podcast right like, oh dude we accidentally did this but it would be cool if we did this mm-hmm. yeah 
that's where we talked about this last night is like mistakes that we make in the podcast, lean into them, like make them part of the project because you, it's, it's already there. So it's like, make every mistake a convenient mistake. You know? Yes. Every mistake is a learning opportunity, right? Exactly. I agree with that. hundred percent. None of us know what we're doing. We just click buttons. Not hundred <laughs> percent. No one can say definitively they know 100% what they're doing on everything they do. Well, people can say that's it. That's true. And usually they when can. they do. And that's the thing. Yeah. There's a difference between people done. saying and people believing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've stifled yourself when you think you're at your limits. Absolutely. Like, but we're that's the world that we live in is that you want to be the god of your casa. That's where I feel like I, I battle convenience a little temple. bit is because like I want to see what I'm capable of doing the hard way and then I'll try the convenient way because especially if I've never even tried the hard way, you don't appreciate the convenience. You don't appreciate the convenience Not of having it easy. So it's like, yeah. here, let, let me see how they used to do it and then maybe you can understand even the more convenient way better. You know what I mean? And how it works and right. what it does. How many times I mean, have you purchased the more convenient way and it's been harder because you didn't understand it? Mm-hmm. Think about power tools. Yeah. Yeah, those. Back those in like the 1800s, that would have been like a multiple man, a multiple person job with like a handheld tool, which yeah, a power yeah. tool is still a handheld tool, but like a drill that you would have had to like continually dr- like go around as opposed to. But they didn't even have running electricity, depending how far you go back. They didn't have the electri- running electricity to plug it That's in. what I'm saying. Like, they would have had to <laughs> manually yeah. crank this shit down to drill and to, like... Yeah, that's true. It, but if you go back far enough, like, someone... I, I forgot who talked about this, but if, like, you took a nuclear reactor back to the time of, like, Plato and all that stuff in Greece, they would kill themselves with it. It wouldn't be oh, more God, convenient yeah. for yeah. them. They wouldn't have free energy because they would just go die of radiation poisoning trying to literally out what because it is. they have no way to access or even utilize the nuclear. It power. would become a deity. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They would literally just worship it. The god right. of death has come to visit us, and they would never use it for its convenience of free, not free power, but more attainable power. You know. Like, yeah. Somebody would eventually. Witnessing from the side. That's true. It's like someone finally puts a lead shield up. It's like that movie, I think, Year One, Year One with uh, Jack Black and Michael Sarah. And like the guy, and the guy's just like throwing people into the the (laughs) furnace as as sacrifice. Like, hopefully, this one works. Hopefully, this. And I, I remember that he like leaned into the person and was like, Are you a witch? And she's like, no. Yes, you heard it. She said it. <laughs> uh, I think they covered this in that too, but even a simple convenience wheels, like the wheels on the wagon. And oh stuff, my God. Like, yeah, I holy think they, shit. they do legitimately have like, like square, square ones. Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's hey, like look what I came up with. <laughs> and I, yeah, I think the guy is like pulling his square wheels. Like, but square That's wheels are probably more convenient than no wheels. But circle wheels. You know what yeah, I mean? No like, I literally watched a documentary on this exact thing yesterday. Really? And think about, <laughs> think about way back in the day when they just <laughs> pulled that stuff with them. I'm glad you appreciate it yeah, or pulled it. You know, it's, like you actually awesome looked it up. Like, it is. It's where would we be without the wheel today? Pulleys, gears, everything's a wheel in some sort of shape or form. Like, you know, like 
the disc, everything. Like without the wheel, so you we, wouldn't have rotation. To a certain extent, we are very lazy compared to our ancestors when it comes to groundbreaking discoveries. <laughs> well, there a lot of them have been made. Well, not a lot of them. Yeah. A lot not have them. been made. Yeah, I feel Based like off of theirs, I, right? mean, I feel like, yeah. It, like the society and stuff is going to continue to grow. But at what point do you start to see a reduction in that exponential growth? Like, think, like there's already been a ton of exponential growth, but at what point are we going to start hitting? And humans are satisfied, so never. <laughs> right. That's where I think we'll, we'll hit that plateau at a certain point with the technology. And that's why because I'm just, we'll I'm just giving lose it, our attention span. We it'll be social, we, social. We're creative. Yeah, I'm giving we're it 15 when we years, get ideas from and me. we're gonna have people if with condos on people, Mars and people screwed. with condos on Venus, and it'll be jumping from planet to planet, and that'll be the next thing that gauges our interest. Oh yeah, that's gauged my interest already. I'm upset right. that that's probably not gonna happen while we're alive. Thirty? No, they said uh, space hotel by twenty. 50 20 mm-hmm. something like 2050 now, I, I think it's even sooner it might be in the next like 20 years cool. but so as long as we can hold out this that atmosphere my bones yeah. will break and turn to powder so instead of florida we'll go to space yeah that'll be uh, like know? my vacation will be going to somewhere on okay. earth or going somewhere off of earth and i'm going to be paying triple the price of going on earth to go off of earth you could launch me into space. But if, hey, hey, if we're, if we're alive we while that time period goes through, like, <laughs> you're going to have a bunch of different opinions. And especially us vo- us voyaging and going into space, like, I'm still waiting for us to have, like, that initial contact that is, like, groundbreaking, that, like, aliens and humans start interworking with each other. And, like, you, we start to get to that Futurama feel. I've had a premonition about that lately that we're going to have another interaction as humanity with aliens. And that's a weird place to bring this up, but I've been feeling like that lately, like on three different occasions, three different days, I've had this thought that human society is going to have another like interaction with extraterrestrial. Did you know that? I feel like we constantly do. We do. Did they you... found the space and stuff or the, the ships and stuff recently. What were we going to say? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They, they announced it, that UFOs are real. Yeah, because they found the one that they couldn't tell how the pattern works and, like, they had that little pill-shaped one. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think I there's going to... I haven't seen that. I heard about it. Dude, that's an it. actual, like, U.S. pilot who is just like, yeah, no, we have no clue by based off physics how that's happening. And, like, so that's happened. But I think another thing, like, there's going to be some other kind of interaction. So- hey, boys, I know you're going to beat us. Bring me back some wings. <laughs> All right, we got that. Good. I think that one was good. good. We're good. Cool. We're good. All right. All right. Have a good day. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Easy. All right, dudes. What was up? Dude, you're not gonna fucking believe it, man. I went to seven places tonight just to pick up food. That's why I kept blowing you up about like changing the order and stuff. Oh, I felt bad, but like the first two places were closed. 
they decided to leave their lights on like they're operating like normal. Their cars are still there because all the employees are there, but apparently they're closed. I, yeah, apparently I'm the idiot. Then I go to the next couple of places. I was in line for probably 10 minutes each where nothing was budging. Then I finally get to this one place where I'm able to place an order, but the idiots there literally let me go through the whole thing. Even though they were like, they, they uh, told me that they uh, serve Pepsi, but it turns out they're not even a restaurant. They're not even a restaurant? Yeah, I don't get what, what? the problem was. Like, I what really don't heck? understand. I'm like, I just literally wasted time in line. So then finally got to the last place and got the order in. You know, and that's, uh, that's what's on the table. So, all right, all right. Well, I'm, I'm hungry and we're going to eat some food. Sounds good. Awesome. Appreciate you picking it up. Yep.